0: Welcome everybody to Dropping the Gloves. Tim, how are you? Good morning, John. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm prepared. That makes makes one of us. What makes you say it like that? Because I don't think you've done any preparation. I'm a little nervous about this podcast. This is a big one. There's a lot to talk about. And you look frazzled. Looks like you were up all night. What did you do last night, Tim?
1: Nothing. I don't know why you say that.
0: I'm I'm ready to go. He has a double life that I don't know about. And frankly, it makes me nervous. (laughs) It really, really makes me nervous. But uh, okay. Are you okay?
1: Yeah, I'm great, John. I'm great. All
0: right. Well, we have a realignment. We have new divisions. We have a glimpse into the future. First initial thoughts on the realignment. There's a couple heavy hitters, and then there's a couple duds, in my opinion, as far as just a fan, a fan's perspective. And as far as hockey goes, there's some clear winners in this, and there's some clear losers. And we'll get to all this in a little bit. But, Tim, what is your initial reaction as a Bruins fan, as a hockey fan, to these new divisions?
1: Well, as a Bruins fan, uh, I'm kind of excited about the idea of playing some of these teams more like the Pittsburgh, Washington, Philly, um, in their division. So it's Buffalo, New Jersey, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, Flyers, Penguins, Capitals. Those are Most of those teams have not been in the Bruins division really ever, right? So I'm kind of excited by that. Um, as a hockey fan, objectively, I think, like you said, there's a couple of teams that I'm like, wow, they are going to run train on their divisions. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, not,
0: let's not get into that just too yet. Let's, let's stick with this. We'll call this one the Metro Division. Okay. Because it's pretty much the metropolitan division. They got rid of Carolina and Columbus and they added Buffalo and Boston. So arguably it's the same makeup, but you're adding a stud Boston team to this mix to an already lethal division that had Washington, that had Pittsburgh, that has a resurgent Philly, that has a New York Rangers team. That's going to be dangerous next year with all the draft picks and all the kind of buzz around their teams. And then you have the de- poor New Jersey devils who are just going to get worked again this season. And then Islanders team, that is a competitive team when they want to be they're well coached. They're a good team systematically. They're, they're really sound. I would be upset if I was the Boston Bruins, I would be pretty upset because I'm going from being the, the King of the Hill in the Atlantic division and just dominating that division for years and years and years where the only real competition was Tampa Bay and Toronto, but they had Toronto's number. I'm going to a division that I'm maybe the fourth best team, do you think, in this division, if I'm Boston? No, there's still one or two. Who's better than them? Well, you just have to look at Washington and Philly, I think, are better than they are. And then I think the Rangers are going to take a big step this year. And then that's not even putting into account Pittsburgh, who's always competitive, who's fought injuries the last few years, but they always managed to get 80, 90 points. So I just think the easy game Boston had in the Atlantic division facing Buffalo, facing Detroit, facing Ottawa, those games are gone. Like there's no gimme games in this division. And I just don't see them. I think Boston 80 points this year, if it was a full 82 game schedule, So I see them coming fourth place in this division and maybe not making the playoffs. Wow. I know because you play these teams. You don't play any other divisions. That's the thing with this new realignment. You don't play the other divisions from what I've seen and what I've heard. You're just playing these seven teams and maybe they'll make one road trip. Maybe they'll do one swing through the other divisions and pick up like four games, four games, four games or whatever it may be. But if you're playing these teams every single week, every month for the whole season, like if a team has your number if Washington just puts Boston in its pocket, like that's six losses right there. I don't know. It's going to be tough sledding for Boston. I don't think much changes for the Metro division. Maybe they're a little upset that they got Boston stepping into their division. You know, they lost Carolina, they lost Columbus, who are two solid teams. So really nothing changes in that division. It's the best division by points. I added up all I added up all of last year's totals, and they by far had the most points of all the teams. They average 82.5 a team, and that is at least seven points more than the next closest. Oh, sorry, five or six points more than the next closest, which is a lot of points. That's, that's three wins. And when you average that over a whole division, that's 24 wins. So it's just, uh, I don't know. It'll be an interesting. That is one of my divisions. I want to watch that, that is going to have a lot of rivalries. There's going to be a lot of bad blood. There's going to be a lot of good hockey. That's a division I'm going to circle. I'm going to be like, okay, check, check that division out. Don't you think?
1: Yeah. I'm curious what, what Buffalo thinks of this division because obviously, I mean, I had Eichel taking some big steps last year. They bring in Eric Stahl. They bring in Taylor Hall. They're ready to to push, and and they could have been in the old Atlantic division, could have been making a push for that top three in a playoff spot, right? Now yeah. they're like, now there's no chance. Now there's well,
0: – Yeah. In the old alignment, they have to beat Detroit. They can do that. They have to beat Florida. They can do that. they got to be better than Ottawa. I think they can do that. Montreal and Toronto, toss-up. I don't think they're better than Toronto. Montreal, maybe. Tampa Bay, no. But that that means you're fighting for
1: 3-4. Yep.
0: In this division, you're seven eight. Yeah. There's not a chance. You know what I mean. So I would be upset if I was Buffalo as well. Like they're just come on, man. Like the moves they made. Yeah. Big, yeah, we're trying to impress Taylor Hall. We're trying to you know court him this season. Look at we we can compete with these guys. And then they're just gonna get shellacked every game. <laughs> yeah, poor Buffalo cannot catch a break. So you mentioned the Tampa Bay Lightning. So when I when I ran through all these teams and all these divisions, I was like, okay, who? Who did well? Who did not so well? Which teams are you know looking forward to the seasons? Which teams are get calling a league right now? Be like, what are you doing? You screwed me over. Tampa Bay must have paid Gary Bettman something sweet because they went from the Atlantic Division, like we just said, which you know, not bad. Boston, Toronto, Montreal, decent division. Up and coming Ottawa team. They literally picked the worst teams from every division and threw them in, the, in this new division. It's unbelievable. So they had 92 points last year. The next closest was 81. Like 81. Was that Florida? That's No, that's Columbus and Carolina, which are coming from the Metro. They picked up Detroit, who had 39 points. Florida, who was a last place team in their division. Minnesota and Nashville, who were 77 and 78 points respectively. Chicago, who was last in the Central almost. like it, it's, They just literally cherry-picked all the worst teams from every division and just said, all right, let's, let's throw them in Tampa's division. Tampa should win every game this season. In that division. They should not lose a game.
1: So to say they're gonna play sixty games, right? They're they're gonna win fifty. It, you know what I mean? Well, that's the
0: thing. We don't know the breakdown of the schedule if they are going to do like a little mini road trip and say, Okay, Tampa, we're gonna do what we do in baseball and or the AHL even, go play three games in the Northeast. And then you go play three games in Canada, or you can't go to Canada, but yeah, you know what I mean. So but if they do just play those sixty games in that division, Tampa should win fifty of them. I think that's can, a good number.
1: Can you imagine like the the rivalries that are gonna come out if they do indeed do like, okay, you got a weekend in Columbus, three games, and then later in the month or two months later, or whatever, Columbus come to you for three games, right? Can you imagine like by games two and three, like just the the rivalries, the hatred, the the bitterness that's gonna come out when you play the same team two, three, four nights in a row? Like that's, it's gonna be like a playoff series.
0: It's that's the one thing about this realignment that has me really, really excited. Oh yeah. Because, just getting back to the old days where that's what they used to do in the old days. Like it would be your intercon- interconference rivals. It was so strong because you never went all over the country to play these other teams. Like the Eastern conference never went out West, but now like all the parody, all the TV deals, you know, we want Sydney Crosby in every market. We want Ovechkin to go play in California. We want to get him up in Canada. That never used to be the case like Chicago and St. Louis used to play each other like 12 times a season. Now they only play each other five or six. Like, it's just not there. And then, like you said, doing, like, a back-to-back or a three-and-four or a two-and-three, that's insane. Like, that would be so great. I remember – because I played in St. John's for, you know, a cup of coffee, and that's what teams would do. They would come to St. John's. They'd play two-and-three, and and the second game was intense. Like, it was absolutely intense, especially if something happened in the first game where someone got hit from behind – or if there was a questionable play or one team just got blown out. That's when the second game, it's like, you know, there's going to be brawls in the first period. And then what's made, what makes it even better? St. John's was a small place. So we would see them out on the town between games. So we'd play a Friday game then you play a Sunday game. You'd see them out Friday night and you'd see them out Saturday night. And there was times where it's like almost a brawl because you see the opposing team and there's that much hatred from that first game because something happened. And that's what, That's what makes hockey great. Those rivalries. I'm excited to see that too. Imagine Edmonton, Calgary, getting that 12 times a year. How great is that going to be? Like, okay, we'll we'll get to that. If you're going to pick a rivalry out of this division, is it Tampa, Florida? Like, there's nobody that excites me in this division. Like, I think Detroit wins here. Detroit's like, oh, great. You know, we have a chance to compete. Like, this is almost like the AHL of the NHL right now. Okay, but...
1: I think you're underselling a couple teams a little bit. I mean, Carolina and Columbus, those are two solid teams, especially Carolina. I mean, that's a good team. I bet they're probably number two when all is said and done in this division.
0: Columbus made some moves this year. Carolina's strong. Chicago's like,
1: yes, I agree. Florida's a strong team, too. They can be.
0: But they're strong in this division. You put any of these teams in the Metro, I'm doing quotation marks, they're going to be terrible. You know what I mean? This So just based on strength from last year, this is the worst division. Point totals, team like wins, this is the worst division. So we'll see how it shakes out. I don't know how the playoffs are going to shake out if they just take, like, four teams for each division and then run with it. I hope they don't do that, but I don't know. Again, this is a season that we haven't dealt with this stuff before, so we're kind of making things up as we go. But just from a fan perspective, I won't watch any games in this division. You know what I mean? Are you going to turn on a game? It's like, oh, let's let's check out Tampa, Minnesota. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah, Tampa, I, Chicago I could be cool. Maybe Tampa, Chicago, but just because Chicago has that you know name brand, but everybody else, it's just like, no, thanks. Oh, Detroit and Florida are playing. Let's let's go check it out. No, I'm not going to do that. So this will be the ugly stephead stepchild that you just kind of put in the corner. It's like you just don't talk. You know, play your games, and then we'll check on you every once in a while to make sure you're doing okay. Because it's just, it's not sexy. It's not exciting. Tampa just punched their ticket to the playoffs. They, they don't even have to show up. I think they're just going to give them a seat in the playoffs. But I don't know. They had to make it. They had to make a division down there because they, they got teams in Florida and Nash or whatever, whatever, whatever. Anyways, moving on. Should we head to, in my opinion, the most exciting division or the one that's just the worst division? What do you want to do? Let's do the exciting one. To the Canadian division, the all Canadian division. How can you not get excited for this? It's just, it's hockey at its purest. I think I'm super, super duper excited for this. I know logistically, it's a nightmare. The players probably hate it, but it's just so neat that you just get an all Canadian division. You, you will never see this again. It's always, you know, hockey in Canada when there's two Canadian teams playing. I don't know if, if I'm in Canada right now, I'm ecstatic because I just get all my favorite teams, all my favorite players every single night of the week. So I think this is – I think if they give it a cool name like Canada A or all all Canada – I don't know. they got to come up with a cool name for it. Like I am Canadian, like the old Molson Canadian ads. You probably don't know that. But anyways, I'm excited for this. The only downfall of this division, the, the team who gets hosed, absolutely hosed is the Van, Vancouver Canucks. They get raked because of the travel in this. Yeah. Like if if they do have to play a 60 game schedule just in their division, there there's no way they can compete. Like as much as they value, there's like sleep metrics and this and that we're going to leave the day before we're going to stay the night after we're going to sleep. We're going to, you know, take care of a player. It's an absolute disaster. If you have to fly out to Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto every week, like how do you do that? How do you get your body to work around that? I don't know. It's, it's one thing to do it once a season. It's another thing to do it weekly. You know what I mean? So it's going to be difficult for them to kind of – I think they're at the biggest disadvantage of anybody in the NHL. Vancouver took it this time.
1: Do you think it's, it would be more beneficial for the players to like try to get them home as, in Vancouver as often as they can, like a week off, a week back, or just just be on the road for like a month straight and play all these teams and then come back and be home for a few weeks? Do you think, do you think that's better than going back and forth all the time?
0: Yeah, I think going out for one big bang and just playing like, like you said, doing a th- two and three with Ottawa, two and three with Montreal and Toronto, and then flying back and then doing it again with Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary. It, it's it's a lot on the body. And I, I don't know if people really realize how hard it is to, it's even hard going out to Vancouver. Like you're used to seven o'clock games, you fly out to Vancouver, all of a sudden you're, you're dropping the puck at 10.30 p.m. and your body's not ready for that. Your body's already kind of shifted to sleep mode. So it's just a weird kind of thing for your body to stay awake and you're just used to a certain schedule. So I don't know. I feel bad for Vancouver. I really do. I know they're a young team. They'll probably adapt and they'll figure something out. But usually when you play, you do one Western Western road swing. If you're an Eastern conference team, you go, okay, we're going to Canadian teams. We're going to California. And then we're going home. That's it. We don't go out there again. If you're a Western conference team, it's the same thing. Okay. I'm going to go East and that's it. And then I'm going to stay in my time zone. Vancouver is going to have to change time zones every single time they play a road game every single time. And that is such uh, just, it's so hard to get past that. Like every single time it's, it's crazy. And they had to do it because of the travel. I get it, but I think they are going to be behind the eight ball. I don't see them making the playoffs this year just because of that reason. It's going to be so hard for them to transition and to acclimate their body and just get their rest. They're going to lose so much practice time because of this. Like, there's so many balls in the air when it comes to this thing. It's like, okay, like we can't practice today because we're flying. we got to fly all day to get back from Toronto. So I don't know. Indeed.com. Oh, 2020 is almost over finally. I can't believe it. It's December. Thank goodness. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient working abroad you can't go into work which means every hire is critical that's why indeed is here to help indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job sites that's what you want you get eyes on your job you don't post it in three schlubs in indiana look at it you get everybody all over the world unlike other sites indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring and now Indeed's new way of matching with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do, baby. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit, $75 to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. So try out Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere, right here on my show. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. You better believe it. Football is back, and it's in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. So head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word, BetOnline. They are your online sports book experts. Who
1: Who are you going to be the top three teams coming out of the Canadian division, do you think?
0: The Canadian division, the top three teams are going to be Toronto, Edmonton, and, gosh, the third one is tricky. Probably Calgary. Yeah. though I like the, It's a strong division. It is a really strong division. Montreal reloaded. Ottawa has all these young players. It, it's a very, very competitive division. So I'm interested to see how this all shakes out. Like I said, I, I think Vancouver will struggle. I think Ottawa will struggle. There's still some growing pains that need to happen in Ottawa, but Toronto should walk away with this division. I would think they, they have talent. They, they, they had a great off season. So, and then I think they like the schedule. The Winnipeg's not too far from them. You know, Ottawa and Montreal, right up the road, Edmonton and Calgary bang goes out on a road trip. I think Toronto is very, very happy with this realignment. They don't have to see Boston ever again. How happy are they? They don't have to see Tampa Bay. Like uh, I think Toronto wins in this one. Vancouver loses really, 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 really badly. So moving on the last division, the Pacific. We'll call it the Pacific because literally they just swapped out the Canadian teams for obvious logistical reasons, and they brought in Colorado, Dallas, and St. Louis. So I was looking at this division, and I likened it to the lottery for the first overall pick because you knew they had to get rid of the three Canadian teams. And if you're another team in the NHL and you're looking at this Pacific division, you're licking your chops. You're like, please put me in the Pacific division. Please get me in this division. And they pick the three top teams from the central division. So if I'm these teams in the central division, I am ecstatic to go to the Pacific division. I am so you can't believe how happy I am. I get to play Anaheim, Arizona, Los Angeles, and San Jose. Like those teams are a train wreck. All four of them. Like they're awful. They were not competitive last year. And now you give me the three top teams from the central division. You think they want to see Colorado and St. Louis and Dallas every week. Oh my gosh. If, if I'm those teams, I am so happy. And when it's all said and done, those three teams are my biggest winners. Those three teams right there. there, they they get to join this pathetic Pacific division and just run train on everybody. And Las Vegas is there. That's their only competitive competitive game that they're going to face. But They lose Nashville, Minnesota, Chicago, Winnipeg, who are four very competitive teams, who you never get an easy game out of any of those teams. And you get to go and play Arizona. And you get to go and play Anaheim. And you get to go and play the Kings and San Jose. And you don't have to go to Winnipeg in in February. You get to go to Anaheim and San Jose and Los Angeles and Arizona. Like, how happy are you if you're the St. Louis Blues where you don't have to go north and be cold? You can just go get a tan, baby, and win a game, a cupcake game. Those teams aren't hard to play against. I don't know. I think that is like a huge win, especially for Colorado and St. Louis. Like, they're going to just dominate that division. They really are. And Vegas, those three teams are just looking their chops. It's just remarkable how bad the, the California teams are. I don't know, Tim. What do you think?
1: I think Colorado runs away with this division. I don't, I I don't see Dallas doing what they did last year. I mean, they can have a great year and and not make the the Stanley cup again, obviously, but I just don't, I, (laughs) even now, I mean, going six games in the Stanley cup final, I still don't believe in that team. Right? Um, It's not funny. (laughs) I know. It's just crazy. Uh, St. Louis, obviously good Vegas. Good. But I think Colorado is going to have some, just some silly numbers in this division. Um, but yeah, I guess like, what do you think Jumbo's thinking? Looking back at backwards at this division, all those teams coming to play him four or five, ten times a year, and all of a sudden he gets to play in in Canadian division. You think he's he's looking back, thinking, okay, I'm glad I don't have to do that, right?
0: Yeah, he's probably happy. Like, I know he he likes being home. He I don't think he really has a, a care either way, honestly. Like, I wonder. It would have been cool to see him playing in San Jose. With a with the Toronto Maple Leafs jersey on, I don't think we'll get to see that because I think this is his last year, and um, that that's kind of sad. It takes away from that where you get the retirement tour, and unless the but, Sharks make the Stanley Cup, they, they, there's no chance. <laughs> okay, if you were to put odds on the Sharks right now to make the Stanley Cup, what would you put? What would their odds be?
1: Thousand. Um, yeah, I'm terrible at this. Yeah, a thousand to one, hundred to one, five thousand to
0: one. They, yeah. So the, uh, the chances of that happening are, are slim to none like that. That's the only downfall It's like you get things like this where jumbo doesn't get to play in the U S at all this year. And you, and you lose out because I doubt there's going to be TV kind of network. That's going to go both ways. You know, it's going to be okay. The Canadian teams are going to say in Canada, we're not going to be able to catch any of those games because even like, if the players can't cross the border, do you think you're going to get NBC stuff to cross the border to, to take catch a game in Montreal versus Toronto unless they share a feed or something? I don't know how that works, but...
1: I was thinking about this, but they should, like... I feel like hockey's changing. The, the TV stuff deals should change, too. They should want to get those games across the border, right? They should want to advertise and broadcast those games in all the different markets so people can, like, clue into this stuff. Just like the the playoff bubble. Like, people are going to be interested in this, in this whole thing. And I think, like the the bureaucracy of like tv deals and networks and all that stuff i think just needs to step aside if it's or they're going to lose some momentum here
0: yeah i agree i don't know how this is all going to shake out because the average hockey fan is is a geographical fan you know and then the other ones are just casual so this might help the game where you're just seeing teams that are closer to you you're seeing teams that you're more comfortable with it's like if you're if you're in san jose and they're a bad team you're like well i'm not going to tune into a game san jose and Columbus, but. If San Jose is playing Vegas, I'm going to tune in more often because of that rivalry. The same with the, you know, the LA Kings and San Jose. I think that will help ratings. And I think you see a surge this year. If you just did the metrics, people are going to be interested, like you said, because of the rivalry games, because just the geographical locations, it will help the league in that regard. I don't know if you see a Boston versus a Philly game error in Canada. You know what I mean? And maybe it will, but I, I, just, I just think it'll be the local stations doing their thing and maybe have like a, a weekly Saturday thing on NBC where they do a national game. But even that'll be hard. The COVID man has got everybody crazy. And then once Biden gets in office, everything's going to shut down again, I'm assuming. So I don't know, Tim. I don't know how it's going to work. Do you have any other winners and losers from this realignment? No,
1: my big ones were, uh, were Tampa, obviously. Um... Colorado. And I guess I hadn't really thought about the Boston the way that you did, but yeah, that's a, they are a loser in all this. I mean, it's hard to call them a loser when they're such a good team and they're, and they're gonna, you know, they're going to win some games. But when you look at their competition from the old Atlantic to what they're playing now, it's going to be, it's going to be a challenging year for them for sure. If If this is indeed how the division play out.
0: Yeah. I would be upset if I was the Bruins and it's interesting. The travel in that division, I think is the big advantage. I know when I was playing with the Rangers, we would sleep in our bed. Mostly every night, we would take a train to Philly. We trade, we take a quick train to Washington. We take, we drive our own cars to play the Devils and the Islanders. So, the fact that those guys will have that advantage of not having to fly to really any games, honestly, it's a huge advantage. And Boston is right around the corner for them. Buffalo is the furthest, probably, trip they have to make. And that's in their own state for the most of them. So, that's a huge, huge benefit to have that in your back pocket where you don't have to fly. You don't have to be jet-lagged. I don't know. I think the travel is just a huge, huge issue here that nobody really – I guess people are talking about it, especially in the case of Vancouver. But that's, that's a big winner for me, the Metro travel. I think – it's funny. I was trying to think, is this a winner or a loser for fans? I think it's both. I think fans will get to see that, the passion, the rivalry, especially I, – I, I hope there's some dirty plays early on to stir up that anger and that hate because that is so great. I hope someone takes like Gaudreau's head off from Edmonton. And then it's just like, they have 10 games of not like, you know what I mean? He's not injured, but like really does a number on him. Yeah. Just have that hate there or someone like goes after Stamkos. And then there's that just hatred. I I would love to see something like that. But it's also, you got to kind of look at the other side of it where, yeah, the reason they switched up the divisions and made everything more watered down, and there was parity, and you know we want to see everybody. It's the fans like that. That sells the game when you can be sitting in Arizona and your team's atrocious, and you still want to go to the game because Ovechkin's coming in, or Yager's coming in, or Crosby or McDavid. The fans want to see these players, and if they're not coming in, maybe the fans don't come. Maybe they don't get excited. It's like, oh, we're gonna get beat by the Vegas Golden Knights again. Nah, I'm okay. You know. I've seen it four times already. I'm not going to go w- tune in for number five. So I don't know. It'll be an interesting season. I- I'm excited to see what they roll out for playoffs. And I'm excited to see when they roll out their actual schedule. We have the divisions. We understand that. What is the schedule going to look like? How is the travel going to look like? What is going into playing? I, I know they're they're hopeful to play in January. I don't see that happening. Like I, I really like that's – that's a little far fetched for me. When do you when do you honestly think they're going to hit the ice, Tim?
1: Well, all the reports are saying that the um, training camp is going to start the first of the month, and then they're going to play games in the middle of January. That's what, like, Darren Dreger just said that a couple of days ago, and that's what I mean. Nothing's official. Everything's very, very much up in the air. But that's what it's looking like right now. But are you thinking that's not going to be the case?
0: I just find it hard to believe, especially the way this thing's going. Where everybody keeps getting locked down, everybody keeps getting locked out. California, San Jose, there's a no contact rule there. Like you can't hit. So what happens yeah. if that's that gets extended? What do the San Jose Sharks do? You know what I mean? And whatever happened to that OHL no contact thing? Did that just go away?
1: I haven't heard anything about it since. I think maybe your video just silenced the league or something.
0: I think it did. I I hold, I hold a lot of sway in Ontario. In my opinion matters, but what if, I don't know. So is there hitting? Did they, there was nothing. Well, I, I don't know what happened there. But anyways, states have different rules. Countries have different rules. I just see there's so many things going on and it just keeps getting worse and it gets better. and There's a vaccine and this and that. I'm not going to get political about it, but like different states do different things. And I know here in Michigan, our governor locked everything down. Like we, like everything is shut down. So what happens when they come and play in Detroit and the governor's like, no, I changed my mind. I don't want games because that like, that can happen. People, people do that all the time. It's, it's, it's insane. But I just think a January start is a little aggressive, but who knows they, they, they've, Kind of surprised me before. I didn't think they were going to play last year, and then they had a whole successful playoff system, and it was great. So hopefully things, you know, fall into place. I know Marcus, he mentioned last show that they were eyeing middle of January. So that's kind of exciting. We got that little insight there from old Moose, and I don't know, Tim. It's exciting. I don't know what else to tell you. What else we got? That's it. That's it. Anything big going on this weekend? Putting up a hockey rink. Nice. I know. I got my nice rink tarp they sent me. It's it's a massive tarp. It's huge. It's 100 by 72. So I'm going I'm going to set wow. the boards up. I'm going to get it all prepped because we're just going to get hammered with snow this weekend. So I'm going to wait till the snow's gone. It's nice and cold. I'm going to shovel off the tarp and then we're going to get we're going to start a rink. So, I'm going to get you over. Yeah. Light you up, baby. I'm going to oh. turn you inside out, John. That's disgusting. Tim, that's disgusting. Okay, enough, John. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that's what I'm doing. I'm gonna split some wood today, get the fire going, you know, getting ready for winter. What about you, Tim? Anything? Christmas shopping, probably. Ooh, who's on your Christmas list? Am I on that? Are you gonna get me some?
1: Uh no. Maybe I get something for the girls, but you're not. Every day, I disgrace you with my
0: presents. It is funny how Christmas has changed now that I have kids. I literally get no presents. Danielle might throw me <laughs> throw me one, you know what I mean? And then like the only a time I get a- yeah, yeah, that's it. And if I go to her parents' house for Christmas, her mom will give me a tool or something, which is always nice, like a saw or a drill or something. It's it's really nice, but and I, I get a little jealous because we walk downstairs for Christmas and then there's like 80 presents under the tree. Santa did it like a number this year and there's none that have my name on it. You know what I mean? And you just sit there and watch all the kids. Yes. It's nice. The kids are happy. You know, throw dad a present. I, I'd like to open something up. You know what I mean?
1: Maybe they're getting old enough where they start shopping for you too. No, they're not. They, Amber, they, no. they,
0: they draw me a, a a card and it's very sweet. But it just gets burnt later that day. You know, I just throw it in the fire. <laughs> You're so sentimental, John. Well, I'm not. Like, I, do you want me to keep six cards? Pictures that I get drawn every every week? You know <laughs> what I mean? It's just, it just kindling. It just goes in the fire. So, yeah, they mean well. They're cute kids. But, yes, Christmas is around the corner, everybody. Go out there. Have some fun. Enjoy yourself. And, uh, yeah, be good. I don't know what else, Tim. That's it for me. That's it, everybody. I hope you have a good weekend. We will talk to you next week, and cheers. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you're following
1: the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind-the-scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise, including T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love.